Are Americans rude? Well, we've been known to be rude. Maybe you've been called Sherlock or you've been told to touch grass. And in today's English lesson, I'm going to teach you about these rude phrases so that you can identify them in a conversation. And hopefully the responses in this English lesson will also help you respond to rude Americans. My name's Kayla, I'm an American English teacher, and I'm going to teach you all about rude American phrases. Let's get started. In today's conversation, we have Agatha, who is my rude character for you. And then we have Carrie, who is a very sweet character, but she has to respond back to Agatha being rude to her. And I would say in this conversation, Agatha is really gaslighting Carrie. This is a really common phrase to describe someone who's being rude by making things seem like not reality. Let me explain a little bit more. So in this conversation, Agatha says, you know, that's not that hard. Your classes don't sound that hard. But to Carrie, they are very difficult. And she's being honest in this conversation. So Agatha is really trying to gaslight her into thinking that her classes are not hard. So that's your first vocabulary word for today, to gaslight someone. Carrie, what are you doing? Hey, Agatha, I'm just getting ready for my classes this year. My schedule is going to be really challenging. Stop making such a big deal. All you have to do is get off your butt and work hard. So when Agatha says, stop making such a big deal, that's such a rude phrase because honestly, if someone is making a big deal out of something or it's very important or significant to them, you shouldn't say, that's no big deal. That's not such a big deal. It's very rude. There are many different ways to say, stop being lazy in English. We'll talk about a few in this English lesson. And there's lots of rude ways to say it as well. I feel like in the United States, we really value hard work and we push this culture of being very productive all the time and kind of making people feel guilty for taking vacation or their lazy time even though I think it's perfectly acceptable to have time where you're lazy and you're kind of recharging your energy. So in this conversation, Agatha is very rude. She says, get off your butt. That means stop being lazy and it's very rude. Easy for you to say, get off my back, Agatha. A good way to respond to someone who's concerning themselves over your business or, you know, just saying rude things to you and criticizing what you're doing is to say, get off my back. If you say, get off my back to someone, it's a harsh phrase, but if you need to use it, it means that you need to stop worrying about me and stop criticizing me. Just leave me alone. Get off my back. Are you going to get rid of that good-for-nothing boyfriend of yours? Agatha, Agatha, Agatha. She is so rude in this conversation. She calls Carrie's boyfriend good-for-nothing. If you say someone is good for nothing, you're being extremely rude and you're saying they are useless. I think he's a total deadbeat. Another way that Agatha insults Carrie's boyfriend in this conversation is she says he's a deadbeat. We say that someone's a deadbeat to be really mean and rude when they don't have a job or you don't think they're doing things that are helpful to anyone. But again, these are rude phrases in this conversation. My boyfriend, he's a hard worker. You're out of line. A good way to respond to someone who's making these really rude comments and commenting on something especially that 
they shouldn't be commenting on, like your boyfriend, you can say you are totally out of line. This means that you've crossed a boundary. You have no right to be talking about this or making rude comments about it. Are you still talking? Take your hate comments somewhere else, Agatha. In the United States, we talk about hate or haters as you know negative comments or somebody who makes negative comments. So if you want to say to someone you're just a hater, that means you're very negative. Like all you want to do is say negative comments. You never look at anything positive. And that's kind of an insult, but sometimes you need to tell people they're a hater. By the way, did you tell all of our friends about the video of me yelling at that Starbucks barista for giving me the wrong order? So in the United States, we always use the word for slang now. We say someone is a Karen. And I didn't want to insult Karens in this conversation, so I named my rude character Agatha because I don't know that many people named Agatha in this world. So Agatha said that there's a video of her yelling at a Starbucks barista, which if you didn't know in the United States, we call somebody who works at a coffee shop and makes coffee and lattes and cappuccinos. We call that person's job barista. I used to be a barista actually when I was in college. It's a great job. No, Sherlock, I didn't tell everyone. Everyone saw it because you made a total fool of yourself and it went viral. There are many viral videos on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram of these Karens or very rude women yelling at Starbucks baristas or any sort of workers in food business about getting their order wrong. And of course, you need to be way more understanding when it comes to customer service and treating workers respectfully. So Agatha in this conversation said, I know you told everyone, but Carrie said, no, the video went viral. That means millions of people just happened to see the video online. We call it a viral video if tons of people see it. And something can go viral for good reasons, like my English lessons. You know, I love when my English lessons go viral because they're helpful. But things can go viral for the wrong reasons. And it seems like that happens more often, like someone having outrageous or very rude behavior. So a really sarcastic phrase in English, we say, when someone is just saying things as if they're accusing you because they have all this evidence, even though they don't, is we say, okay, Sherlock, or yeah, sure, Sherlock. Sherlock, of course, is Sherlock Holmes, the great detective who's, you know, a fictional detective, but when we call someone Sherlock, we're saying like, wow, you're so smart, you're so investigative. And it's sarcastic because we're saying that they're not really smart and they have no evidence to back up what they're saying. And if you want to say that someone's behavior was terrible, you can say you made a fool of yourself. That means you made a huge embarrassing scene and it's all because of your own actions and you have to take responsibility for how terrible you were being. I can't trust you as far as I can throw you. I bet you told everyone. If someone says that they can trust you as far as they can throw you, it means they can't trust you very much because usually you can't throw a person very far. So this idiom or, you know, this kind of simile, it just means that I can't trust you. I can trust you as far as I can throw you. It means I can't trust you. Ah, whatever you say. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you. Go touch grass. I'll talk to you later. So Carrie, she's responding very sarcastically back to Agatha. To be honest, she's kind of fighting fire with fire. 
that means she's being rude back to Agatha because Agatha is being rude to her. And she said, well, it was a pleasure talking to you. If you say, well, it's a pleasure, but you don't really mean it. You're being very sarcastic. This is a very common sarcasm that's used in English conversations. Hey, wait, don't you tell me to touch grass. And my favorite phrase in this whole lesson, it's kind of a new phrase. I see it in TikTok comments and I've used it once or twice just to be funny, but it's pretty rude is to say, go touch grass. That means you need to stop spending so much time online on your computer or your phone and you need to just go outside because you're spending way too much time on the internet. Go touch grass. Thank you guys so much for watching this English lesson with me. My name's Kayla. Make sure to visit EnglishWithKayla.com. That's where you can purchase my course. It's the Upgrade to Native Conversation course. And in my course, you'll learn some awesome new natural English vocabulary, the stuff that was not taught to you in the English classroom. This is only the English vocabulary that you'll actually use in your conversations. You'll learn over 200 new phrases. And for each of the six weeks in the course, You'll have a practice conversation that's pre-recorded professionally that you can talk along with because sometimes if you don't have a speaking partner in English, you need something like this to push you to practice your speaking. So go check that out at EnglishWithKayla.com. Thank you guys so much for watching. I'll see you in my next lesson. Goodbye.